Welcome to Vacation Station, hosted by Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazines.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Vacation Station Travel Show. Today, we are focusing on the upcoming solar eclipse that will happen April 8th, 2024. It's going to be visible across North America. It's going to pass through Mexico, go across the United States and into Canada. And um, it actually starts in the South Pacific Ocean. And this is going to be super exciting. And I think it's going to be one of the last ones we have for a while. So this is one of those bucket list things to do. And today we have four guests joining us. Uh, two of them are travel writers and two of them are innkeepers. So I love this. We have travel and tourism and uh, the inns, uh, these bed and breakfasts are actually in the path of totality. And uh, so we're going to have a great conversation. Before we get there, I do want to give a shout out to our friend, Ward Heinrichs. Um, we're stealing his show, but not really. Uh, he is an, an employment attorney based out of San Diego. Ward Heinrichs is on the show every fourth Wednesday. And he was kind and said, okay, take my regular show time. He's super busy because as many of you may know, California has a lot of laws and a lot of new ones. And um, anyway, he is super busy with all the new laws and he loves to travel. He loves the outdoors and actively represents businesses and employees who work in the world of tourism. So you can check him out at bestemploymentattorneysandiego.com, and I'll put links to everything. He's on the show, like I said, every fourth Wednesday. He's got articles in our different magazines, uh, especially Big Weekly Blend and Success Express. But let's get to our awesome guests. I'm going to start with Eva Eldridge. You've heard her on our shows before. She's a travel writer. She's an editor. And definitely a traveler, and you can keep up with her at EvaEldridge.com. So welcome back, Eva. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Doing good, doing good. So I remember this happening, the solar eclipse, and it was August 2017. And um, I remember coming through a little bit in Tucson, but uh, your focus today is really to tell us what you did in 2017, because you went on like a eclipse road trip, right? Yeah, we went up to um, Wyoming. Um, we ended up in Douglas. It was a matter of where we could find a place to spend the night because it was... Um, the hotels had um, increased their prices to the point of ridiculousness for this. Yeah. So we ended, we were going to go up to... Um, I believe we were going to go up to Casper, but we ended up in Douglas, which was fine because I used to have family there. Anyway, we stayed in this uh, nice-ish sort of hotel <laughs> that was right off the freeway. It was really funny because we we were we had you know we bought chairs and stuff and we we camped outside while this started, and then like a busload of people got dropped off, and they had their cameras and they had all their stuff and they ran around and during the you know they were taking pictures during the eclipse, and then afterwards they get in the bus and go up on the freeway, which was at a standstill. So we <laughs> sat and watched the freeway. We we were there for two nights, the night before and the night after. Um, we couldn't have got out. People um, said it took them 14 hours to get from uh, wow. Cheyenne or Casper or Douglas to Denver. It's only like wow. a three-hour trip max, yeah. 14 hours on the freeway because it was 
solid. So well, the eclipse was the most amazing thing. I didn't get good pictures because I don't have that kind of camera. But, you know, it's just started getting dim, like when there's a light um, covering of clouds. Mm-hmm. It got dimmer and then dimmer and cooler and cooler. And then Ooh. during the full eclipse, the street lights came on. Okay, so this is going to be an interesting conversation with our innkeepers for sure. Um, but you've, you've already raised one thing to be aware of is possibly get to where you're going for the eclipse early um, and make your reservations early. And there's going to be a reason like for bed and breakfast because there's only there's a limited amount of space in a hotel and limited amount of space for the inn. So excited to have innkeepers on the show. Um, I want to bring Elaine Masters back on. Elaine is a travel writer. She's an author, world traveler. I mean, how many countries, Elaine? Welcome back. Um, how many countries <laughs> do you think that it's been? Uh, I have not counted, but I, a lot. I need to do yeah. that count. What was the last country? Let's see. I was last in Egypt. Yeah. And then you just got back from rafting the Colorado River, right? I did. That was absolutely the, a trip of a lifetime. Waited two now, years. That. Wow. See, okay, see, this is the planning. Sometimes it takes time to get to the destination. Um, everyone, you can go to Elaine's website, tripwellgal.com. Again, I'll link everything in the show notes for you, no matter where you're listening to this. Um, but Elaine, you're actually going to Mexico. So you're at the almost like the beginning for the northern uh, North America of the eclipse. Yes. Yes, and um, you know, there's there's two eclipses. There's one is the annular, which is partial, and that's coming up real quick. And then there is the total eclipse, which is happening next spring, and that's the one that I am going to Mexico for. Wow. Okay. So that's exciting. Yeah. And that's the one we're talking about is the Mexico one. That this is the big bucket list one, right? Because I, okay. I don't know when the next. One, yeah, we're talking about the April one, and so right. I want to. I want to. Yeah. This is. This is exciting. Um, we're going to go over to Arkansas to uh, near Hot Springs. And you've heard Tiffany. You've heard everybody on the show on the show before. Um, Tiffany Bertram, uh, Tiffany and her husband, Bob, own and run Tiffany's Bed and Breakfast uh, just outside Hot Springs, which, you know, Hot Springs is a national park. The actual community is a park. And it is awesome. Uh, we've stayed there quite a few times. We visit every year. And they're going to be in the path of totality. And I don't think you really have to worry about streetlights at Tiffany's because they're on 60 acres. <laughs> so go to Tiffany'sBedAndBreakfast.com. So welcome back, Tiffany. How are you? Hi, thank you. No, yeah. no streetlights to worry about here. Yeah, you're, you're, in, you're in the middle of the sticks, literally, right? In, 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 Just 14 I mean, miles. Yeah. You, 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 it 14 feels, miles it feels like we're in the middle of nowhere, but. We're really not. Yeah, but you've got nature all around you. It's like a, it's a exactly. log, log, log cabin, but I don't want to say a log, it's a log cabin style house. It's not a cabin because it's Yeah, big. it's a log cabin home, but yeah, it's not a, I guess log style would be accurate. Mm, it's beautiful. All I can say is if you want the nature experience, definitely do that. Um, now we're going to go up to, I'm trying to go in totality here. Um, the path as best we can. We're going to go up to Erie, Pennsylvania to another amazing bed and breakfast. This one is on Millionaire Street because this is a Victorian mansion. It is la di da and uh, just the antiques, uh, but also right around the corner from Presque Isle, which is a state park. It's one of the top beaches. To me, this state park should be a national park status. 
In fact, I think the whole area should be a national heritage area because there's so much history and so much nature. And then you've got Lake Erie. Like I, I would like, I was saying before we started recording, I spent um, their anniversary and this is uh, Steve and Lisa phrase. They own and run Spencer house bed and breakfast. Their anniversary is on my birthday and my birthday evening was one of the best sunsets I've ever experienced over water at Presque Isle. And it was just a great experience. And you can go to spencerhousebnb.com. So welcome back, Steve. How are you? I'm good, Lisa. How are you doing? Doing good. Happy anniversary. How many years now? Uh, it was five years. So we're, oh, we're now awesome. starting our sixth year. Wow. Well, I'm turning 16. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> it's it is so good to hear your voice and have you back on the show. And um, so... In the path of totality, um, are you going to have people set up? Because um, I don't remember your street being like super busy. I know it's Millionaire's Row or Millionaire Street and um, has its history of um, opulence, you know, right. your street. But um, do you think people are going to set out on your, because your balcony is cool. That is a cool place that people watch. Um, are people going to watch from there or do you think they'll go to Presque Isle? We actually set something up for our guests. We're actually taking them to uh, a vineyard just uh, just outside the city. Um, so they're actually going to get to uh, enjoy the eclipse from out in the middle of one of the vineyards up in Lake Erie wine country. So no street lights, no lights from downtown. It'll be a, a darker and a much more enjoyable experience than it would be uh, here in the city where they're going to have street lights and other other building lights and things that will be coming on as things get dark. So we, we we designed a unique experience for our guests. Is this the same vineyard we went to with you? Actually, it is. Yeah, Courtyard. Oh, dude, Courtyard Vineyard. Okay, I'm going to link in the show notes to the interview we did. It wasn't an interview. It was a wine tasting recording that we did at the vineyard. Uh, Steve and Lisa set us up uh, to, to meet with them and um, – it's Randy and Laura Graham that own and run the courtyard and they took us on a tour of the vineyards of Lake Erie and you can literally see Canada from parts of the area. So, Oh my gosh. Like Eva, how do you feel about that versus sitting on a highway? (laughs) A vineyard. Well, it's pretty awesome. I would much rather do that than sit on the highway, but you know, you do what you have to do. I know. I'm just saying this. Uh, the vineyard setting sounds good. Um, oh my gosh! And to have their wine, and they have good well, wine. And I think, I think we're heading to Illinois to stay with my friend who lives in Christopher and is small place. So we might good. be taking our Arpod to to Christopher, Illinois, for this because they're in the swath. Oh, cool! <laughs> That's very cool. So a little camping That's going on. Lot- yeah, it's a little like, closer than um, Arkansas or Pennsylvania for us. Yeah, well, yeah, if you're just from Tucson, you know, just a little road trip. I wanted to go, um, Tiffany, for your experience for your guests. Um, you've got that beautiful front yard. You've got your your deck. You've got you've got a place for s'mores. Um, what's happening for your guests? We're doing all of that. Um, we will start the mon- morning with a special eclipse breakfast, and then um, the time of the eclipse um, starts right around noon for us, so um, we're going to have a special um, exclusive viewing party for all of our guests that 
Um, they'll get um, eclipse viewing glasses. Um, Hot Springs National Park did a commemorative poster for the eclipse. So every room will get one of those. And then our party will have, um, we'll serve lunch on the front lawn. Um, and we'll have each room will also get a picnic blanket to take home with them. And then that night after the eclipse, since no one's going to want to get out in that traffic, we're going to do s'mores and drinks around the fire pit. Seriously. Okay. This is Seriously. too cool. This is too cool. Uh, <laughs> Steve, I, I mean, you've got the vineyard now. Um, are you guys going early to the vineyard, um, you know, to kind of beat traffic? I mean, apparently traffic's a big deal for this. Yeah, we're we're actually, uh, of course, we're going to serve uh, a breakfast, as always, uh, in the morning. And then we're going to actually leave by limo bus about 11 o'clock wow. to head up to the vineyard. And then um, the actual eclipse is until around, uh, I think, like around 2.30, if I remember. But we're going to do a little thing, some tastings and a little jar- charcuterie thing at the vineyard or at the winery. And then we're going to go out to the vineyard and set up and uh, watch the eclipse. And once the eclipse is over, we're going to head back to the vineyard or back to the winery, I should say. And we're going to do uh, a private tour of the winery with Randy. And then uh, we're going to have a farm to table dinner right there at the winery as well. Um, and then after that's done, hopefully traffic's calmed down a little bit and then we'll be transporting all of our guests back to here. Wow. This is, you guys are all like planning something like exceptional, an exceptional experience. And I want to get into how guests can do this and if it's even too late or what, because man, oh man, um, everyone, there's only so many rooms at the end, but, um, I want to go over to Elaine since she's going to Mexico. Tell us where you're going, Elaine, and what do you, what do you anticipate happening for you? Well, well, I think someone already mentioned how um, lodging can be terribly expensive when you're in the path of the eclipse. And we found that even trying to get to Mexico for this one, um, I'm going to be gathering with some other family members. And the idea was originally we were going to go to Texas. We couldn't find accommodations for our group that were affordable at that time. So we started looking at other options, and it is easy and affordable to get to Mexico. We will be in Mazatlan. Um, the full eclipse is available from there. And what we ended up finding is an Airbnb for a family, and that's going to work for us. It's uh, very loosely set up right now. We just know we will be there for the day before and the day of the eclipse, and then we're going to be able to transfer as people start to go home for a few extra days at the accommodations that the rest of the family want because they've got kids. They want the big resort pools and stuff like that. So there's different ways to make it work, and um, I'm really looking Mm. forward to being there. You know, I think that's a good point, too. You know, multi-generational travel is, you know, happening pretty big, and um, it's it's you have to kind of do that where I know that even with cruises and things like, you know, the whole family will gather from one part and then the others are like, OK, we've done our family time. Now it's it's a split off time, you know, to try and keep make everyone happy. You know what I mean? And yet still balance that family time, you know, so that's cool what you're doing. And um, and you get to go to Mexico. We love Mexico. Have you been to Mazatlan before? I was as a teenager, so I'm looking forward to returning. And actually, my husband and I are going to leave the week before to visit some sites in Guadalajara 
and and along the um, tequila route, the train. We hope to take the tequila tequila train in between. Uh, I'm coming with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming. There's a tequila train. There okay. is indeed. Yes. Uh oh. <laughs> I Hopefully, we will we'll be uh, clear enough to get up to the Mazatlan. No, I'm just teasing. I, I, but I'm just saying, okay, put me in your suitcase and my hand will just keep coming out for some more tequila. You know, <laughs> I can see this little cartoon thing going on there, but that's so cool. I love this yeah. because it's like, uh, Eva, you did this road trip, right? And that's kind of a epic thing too, going up even to Douglas and, and all of that. Um, you know, I, I just think where you get to travel, you're going to go camping. So we have three different ways of doing it here. Um, in your R pod. And, you know, that's an interesting thing, too. Can you, for those who don't know what an R-Pod is, can you tell everybody? Because it's a little, it's it's bigger than a teardrop, right, Camper? Yes. Yeah, R-Pod mm-hmm. is made by Forest River, and there um, there's several different sizes, you know, models of that. We have the second to the smallest one. We have a R-Pod 171. It's basically 17 feet end to end on the inside. And not all of that space, I mean, some of it's like under a bunk. It's very tight, but we have a two-burner stove and a sink, and we have a um, bathroom, which is the shower. You have to sit on the toilet to take a shower, but we do have a toilet, and we have a dinette, in, you know, that converts into a bunk. So there's very little floor space for our very large dog, but we get her in there, too. So wow. the lightweight. It's lightweight, and, you know, we have a, yeah, an awning. We call it the eyebrow that hang out on the outside. And now I have a pop-up clam, so we have a screened-in enclosure. So more – we got it because we expected it to be outside more than we were, but then it was either really hot or really mm. – or raining, one of the two. <laughs> so we ended up spending a lot of time inside, but it's okay because Jeff goes and crawls into the back – RV queen size bed and I sit up at the bunk uh, the dinette in the front and we can keep ourselves entertained and you can drag that thing almost anywhere it's very lightweight and we pull it with a Ford F-150 and it we haven't had problems with that so yeah you can and we're you can go without being hooked up we have solar panels so we can go without being hooked up or you can go to an RV park and get the full hookups mm-hmm. so it's kind of uh versatile yeah I, I i don't know if you've checked out hip camp that's something interesting and um harvest host too they do some cool stuff so that's like yes, that's a cool harvest road host. trip yeah harvest host and hip camp are, are really some cool outlets and then of course recreation.gov for camping in your parks um that's a great place to reserve if you're going to do a camping road trip uh, let me go back to tiffany Tiffany, in regards to your guests, um, how are you managing that? Because I know sometimes there can be last minute cancellations and then, you know, what happens and did you create a special package? Um, how does that work for you? We, and then I'll go to Steve. Sure. We did create a special package um, and we held off a little bit. We just opened up reservations um, within the last few days. Um, we okay. still do have. Two rooms left. Um, okay. So anyone wants to book, you do need to, you can go to our website, um, check out the total package, uh, but they do need to call us to make the reservation since it's a 
first-time experience, we're not doing online reservations. They need to call us, and we'll go through all of it with them. Oh, okay, cool. And don't try to do it through an OTA or anything like that. Uh, what do you call them? Like, oh, there's no. You know those people. They won't be, I, didn't, I didn't say the full name. We're not putting it out on them. <laughs> yeah. yeah listen, you don't want to go through them through anything. <laughs> yeah, and, and here's a good tip for travelers. Like, you think you're going to save all this money and all of that. Um going through a third-party uh, site. And um, if you want to add a guest or make any kind of changes, it's a hassle. And uh, Nancy and I have been through it and learned the hard way, even after telling people not to do it on shows. And then we were somewhere <laughs> and I did it and I went, you're such an idiot. Um, and those languages a little bit worse than that. And <laughs> then once we've done it now, we you can use it for research. And yeah. I remember get, we were somewhere in Kansas and it, the wind was picking up. Go figure. And, and we ended up at this hotel. And I just went and I said, listen, I need where your internet is, right? And through the OTA, you know, we need internet. Everybody knows, like, if we whine if we don't have internet. And this one hotel, like, I couldn't do anything about it. They didn't even let us know there was a complete internet. That's a no internet. Too bad. And I'm going, oh, we are so, you know, in trouble here with some, you know, stuff we had to get done deadline-wise. But then when I did it without the um, third party in a different hotel, I was able, they, they put us right next to the room of modems. They were so kind, didn't change our rates, didn't do anything. And of course, they got a five-star review. They were awesome or 10 stars, whatever it is. Um, so I think you've got to be, and to have the connection with the owners or, you know, whoever is managing the hotel or the inn is, is much better. Steve, would you agree? Do you like the third parties or do you prefer people to connect with you and Lisa directly? We much prefer them connecting directly because the, the OTAs limit our communications with our guests and they also charge us a commission. So not only do our guests end up paying a little more, but we end up getting less because we have to pay commission so it's mm. uh, there, there, there's something that we use, but uh, we don't necessarily we prefer guests to book directly through our website. Yeah, it's not, and for small business, that's so much better. So, how are you handling the reservations for the solar eclipse in April? We are actually completely full. In fact, we've been full since March. We had uh, actually had a waiting list people that were calling ahead of time. Um, so we literally, we opened the uh, reservations up and started calling the people on our wait list. And, uh, we filled our rooms with, uh, the first few people on our wait list. In fact, we still have, I think 15 people on our wait list, just in case we get any cancellations. We're actually not even taking any additional wait lists, uh, adding oh, to wow. the wait list. I mean, cause we have so many people that are on it, uh, so yeah, we're, we're, we opened up, uh, it was, uh, end of March when we opened that up. And, uh, once we got every, all the pieces together and had our package set up, we started calling the wait list and yeah, it, it filled up. Everybody was very interested, uh, in doing the package and, uh, staying with us. Cool. So uh, we filled up in a hurry. <laughs> well, listen, and going to the, the vineyard is amazing and it's such a beautiful trail. Um, so can you give everyone just a, a brief overview of Spencer House Bed and Breakfast and it just even the fact that you're, you know, by the Hagen House across the street and so close to Presque Isle. I mean, I really was blown, Nancy and I both were blown away, not only by your bed and breakfast and the history of the house and just, I mean, 
there's it's just a special special place the history of erie pennsylvania um is massive i mean if you're a history lover you must go and if you're a nature lover you must go and if you're an art lover you must go so um i think you know you've got a little bit of all of that at the end yeah yeah well, well, basically, we're in a historic mansion, eighteen built in eighteen seventy six, a big Victorian mansion, uh, with six rooms, with all with private bathrooms. And as you mentioned, we are located on Millionaires Row, right here in Erie, and uh, we're very conveniently located to, uh, of course, Prescott State Park is probably the biggest jewel here in the area for people to visit, but also a number of attractions, like you said, the Hagen History Center is literally a block and a half down the road. Uh, the Bayfront with the uh, Maritime Museum, which has a lot of information on the Battle of Lake Erie and things like that, which is uh, another part of the historic uh, parts of Erie. Uh, they're less than a mile from us. Uh, we have lots of restaurants nearby. Uh, but yeah, Prescott's the big jewel. And as you mentioned, it should be a, a national park. It actually gets more visitors than uh, Yellowstone. Um, so uh in fact, it's in the top 10 as far as the number of visitors we get each year of all parks throughout the entire United States. So it's definitely a place that, uh, that people uh, enjoy, as you did, uh, with mm. the uh, sunset. Um, so And the uh, cruise the, on the and, on the Kate. Um, on the Lady Kate, yeah. Lady, Lady Kate, Kate we cruise. Went, yep. You forget you're on a lake it, it, because you're so surrounded by water and seagulls are there. So it messes with you. And then there's lighthouses and you're going, oh, yeah, they, they need and there's all these this history of sunken ships and pirates. In fact, the winery has pirate things going on in there. Um, but we had so much fun. And then there's wine trails, and it goes. I mean, you could spend two weeks and still not see it all. And there's public art, and I mean, I loved it. Nancy and I loved it. Nancy, Nancy's like, I want to go back to Presque Isle and hang out because there's marshes, there's kayaking, canoeing, and cycling, and there was so much nature. And yeah. I want to go for like the four seasons because I want to see it in the snow. And and do you oh, get yeah. the fall colors coming up? You've got to. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, a couple of weeks. Mm. Yeah, we'll we'll be uh, peak season probably the second or third week of October is usually when we're in peak color here, right along the lake. Oh wow! And then you get the ice. The lake freezes like you have waves of ice. That's yeah, cool. the ice dunes, they don't form every winter, but uh, most winters they do. They didn't last winter. It was a warm winter for us, so the lake didn't freeze over, neither did the bay. But uh, And we hardly had any snow, actually, believe it or not, last winter. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow, it was weird. That wasn't our experience on the road, I'm telling you. Um, yeah, so maybe we'll come see you. But the snow is neat. It's interesting. Uh, Tiffany over at Tiffany's Bed and Breakfast, it's 60-something acres, right? that people can experience 62 acres yeah and what's actually interesting and i'm going to get in trouble for saying this is that hot springs is somewhat known as actually being a national park before yellowstone right i know there's some scandal on that and i'll get myself in trouble for saying it but it's spa city right so you can go sock if it's like really cold you can go soak in the hot springs Hot Springs was created as a national reservation before the National Park Service existed. So, yes, we do claim to be the first national park. So there. (laughs) And we are, (laughs) yeah, we're only 14 miles from Hot Springs. Um, We've got Hot Springs National Park. We've got three state parks within Mm -hmm. half an hour at the most of our um, 
location um, and the only diamond mine in the world that is open to the public is 45 minutes from us, the Crater of Diamonds State Park, where you can dig for diamonds and take home anything you find. Oh, wow. That's amazing, man. I want to do that, so we haven't done that. But um, Lake DeGray by you, or DeGray Lake, mm-hmm. Lake DeGray, you have bald DeGray eagles. DeGray Lake. Yeah, DeGray Lake. All the eagle. bald eagles. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. Just to be there and experience pretty, them. Pretty is... much all year round, too. Mm-hmm. And Hot Springs has public art, baseball history. They have Tiny Town, which you know we love. And then they have Mafia history. And they have a brewery mm-hmm. inside a national park. It's the only brewery. And they make the beer from the actual Hot Springs, and it's inside a bathhouse. Did I get that right? Because I mm-hmm. remember enjoying the beer. Yeah, so that's pretty yes, cool. Yes, the only, the only brewery in a national park and the only one in the world to brew beer with the thermal water. That's awesome. That's awesome. So Pretty cool. Uh, everyone, Tiffany's Bed and Breakfast, you got to go. You got to go to Spencer House. Elaine, where are you going next before Mexico? Because I know there's no way you're sitting still. She's in San Diego, which... You know, also, by the way, is one of the first national park units we covered was Cabrillo National Monument out there. Oh, which we love. one of my favorite places. The tide pools there are, mm-hmm. are just amazing. Oh, and yeah. you're getting close to whale season, aren't you? Whale we watching are. season. Yeah. Oh, this mm, winter, every it. winter they, they migrate through. Yeah. It's awesome. And the tide pools are good in the fall, right? October, November, I think, is one of the Beautiful. best times. Well, anytime it's dry, you can climb on those. It's on the... Uh, Western side of the Cabrillo Monument, where the peak of it with the uh, Rosecrans National Cemetery and then the original lighthouse is up there. And then they found out the fog was too thick for it to work. So they built a lighthouse down near the tide pools. (laughs) Check that out. See lighthouse history. So where's Mm -hmm. next? Well, I just received notice that the there is going to be a 10,000 people meditation course in India. I am planning to go to Hyderabad for my birthday for the first two weeks of January. I just have to figure out how to get there. (laughs) Wow. That's that's going to be, that's like a big, wow, 10,000 people meditating at once? Exactly. Well, can you clear all the, you know, the drama of the world? Like while you do that, kind of like put good vibes out and like, you know. Well, I'm just saying that that is a lot of what the goal is. Um, They have quantified that when you get a lot of people doing these particular techniques at the same time, it does have a very peaceful uh, healing effect on the environment. And we're hoping with the numbers that we are, we looks like we're going to get that um, it will have an impact. That's the whole reason I'm going, you know, you do what you can to help the planet and, and each other. And this is my way. <laughs> That's awesome. And your road sustainable tourism, which I love as well. Yeah. Um, and everyone, um, Elaine's interview will be able to hear that as well, uh, talking about her journey as a travel writer. And she is also working on a memoir, which I cannot wait for. And, um, you know, I, I loved our last conversation and everyone, you'll hear it soon. So just keep up with us at bigblendradio.com about that. But you're doing all these courses, and I think that's something that connects you with Eva. And Eva, you were just in um, San Diego, right? Yes, I went to a uh, to BoucherCon, which is a mystery writers convention. Ah, Sa- see? San Diego is 
San Diego is beautiful, and we're going to Cabo San Lucas in November. See? There you go. And we're going to go into Tucson in November, too. So how about that? We're going to go home, and go. we're going to have to go to Saguaro National Park. You know, we have to go uh, see our old stomping grounds and all that good stuff. And um, But, yeah, Eva, um, you, you want to tell everybody about the Tucson the Anthology? Real quick while we're on the show, so people oh, know my, about it. Through my the trouble Tucson in sisters. My yeah, trouble, trouble in Tucson. Yeah. <laughs> um, we wrote an ans- We have uh, the Festival of Books, Tucson Festival of Books, here in March. It is the fourth largest book festival in the country. It's enormous. We think it's fun. Um, I run the Tucson Sisters in Crimes booth there. So we our our anthology Trouble in Tucson came out right before the festival um, this year. It's a collection of short stories about trouble in Tucson. You get <laughs> funny ones, you get serious ones. Um, there, it's a really nice collection, and you can find the link to it on my website. There it um, is, EvaEldridge.com, <laughs> and she edited the book. So there you and go. And I edited the book. I. Curated and edited the book. Yeah, it's and I, I of course I'm going to talk it up because is I think it's cute and I've gotten a lot of good. Nobody's reviewed it. It would be nice if somebody would do a review on it, but mm. yeah, yeah. But besides that, it's it's still a cute. It's a cute collection of stories, and That's it's from awesome. people all over. They're not just they're not just Tucson authors. I have people from New Mexico and from other. Um, states that are members of the Sisters in Crime organization that submitted to it. So it's pretty cool. The crime does um, add to, to tourism, I'm just saying. So solar eclipses <laughs> and, and crime. I want to thank everyone for joining us here. Tiffany, thanks for being back on the show. We can't wait to see you and Bob, thank Buddy you. and the cats um, soon. So everyone, Tiffany's bedandbreakfast.com. Steve, Say hi to Lisa for us, and thank you so much for being back on the show. You can learn more. Go to SpencerHouseBnB.com. We'll talk to you again soon, I hope, Steve. You bet. Sounds good. Thank you. And Elaine, everyone keep up with Elaine at TripWellGal.com. She's got so many stories on her site and some also on our site, so we'll we'll make sure everyone gets links. So thanks so much, Elaine. Thank you, Lisa. Lots of fun meeting everyone. Absolutely. And thanks again, Eva. We'll see you soon. Actually, we'll see Eva in a few months here. So that's exciting. Uh, so EvaEldridge.com is a website for for her. And um, again, big shout out and thank you to Ward in San Diego. Uh, see how we tied it back to San Diego for him? I just got to say that. <laughs> um, BestEmploymentAttorneySanDiego.com. He's awesome. And uh, again, very active in the tourism community. Uh, so keep up with him and follow his shows on BigBlendRadio.com. Thanks, everyone. Have fun planning your adventures um, for this solar eclipse. Take care. <laughs>